Welcome to episode 30 of Pop Cannon. My name is Jordan. I am Robert. Uh, I'm Andrew. My name is Brian. Dirty 30. Dirty 30. Did you just come up with that, Rob? That's really I good. I did. Right wow. now. Wow, dude, you should put that on t-shirts. So here we are, episode 30 of the Pop Cannon podcast, and it's the most wonderful time of the year as we are talking our Christmas lists. Mm. That's right. Five top fives from your favorite four people. There's five of us here. It's me, you, Brian, Jordan, and the Christmas spirit. And Mark. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. The, and, and the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Sure. Of course, the Christmas spirit being the spirit of Christmas future, which is a dauntingly large, overbearing, <laughs> Grim Reaper-like motherfucker. Is that For what Christmas. That is? <laughs> Just play sleigh bells over it. It'll be fine. Yeah. As long as you have jingle actual jingle bells, it makes everything Christmas. He won't stop pointing <laughs> at me. <laughs> So we asked a bunch of our listeners their top five lists. We got some fun responses. So throughout our lists, we will be incorporating those as well, as well as uh, messages from previous guests of the podcast. How fun and exciting. What a nice year end. Tie it all in. Happy New Year, everybody. You know? Wow. We really thought of everything on, in this one. Right, I mean, fellas? wow. Come on, fellas. I mean, wow. <laughs> so, what's our first top five list, guys? Let's uh, let's go with uh, Netflix originals. Let's give our top five Netflix originals. And we're talking series, not films. So, uh, I, I realized once we set this that I have been neglecting uh, the Netflix originals, both films and series. Um, and my Netflix account. So I've been cramming for the past like week and a half uh, as many series and uh, uh, films as I could. Hmm. Um, so I, I, I'd say probably overall I've seen maybe about a dozen different ones. Um, and uh, I, I'm starting with my number five is Love, Death, and Robots. Nice. Uh, That's so good. Which uh, was unbelievable. Uh, I couldn't, like, I. it's 18, I believe, 18 little um, relatively short films or vignettes. Um, I, I thought from the I thought from the title that it was, everything was going to have robots in it, but it, it's not. It's that it incorporates one of those themes, either love or death or robots, in a sci-fi slash uh, fantasy realm. Mostly sci-fi, though. Uh, and it was excellent. Um, I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, I highly recommend that if you have not seen it. And it's like about three hours and 45 minutes total for all 18. Um, that's a good, that's just a good evening if you want to just watch all that. Aren't they doing a second season too? They are. They are. Hell yeah. Yeah, I was very pleased when I saw that show. And I knew you guys would love it, so glad you finally right. got around to watching it, Brian. Um, I would probably put Love, Death, and Robots as my, my honorable mention for Netflix. Bastard. I know. This is a tough list, but I have, for number five, I have um, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh. oh I enjoyed that show that quite a, good a bit. Show. Um, yeah, it was just really fun. I, You know what? I'm sitting here. I don't think we watched the final episode. I'm like a full season behind on that. Yeah, um, yeah it was um, really good. I like that really kind of 
those quick jokes that they just rapid fire them out at you and everyone, I don't know, fun, good characters. Ellie Kemper um, is super uh, funny and adorable. Oh yeah, yeah, she's great. Everybody in the show is great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm way behind on that. <laughs> yeah. But, I think yeah. I I definitely watched the first season. I got halfway through the second, and then I just fell out of it, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I I would pick that as my number five for Netflix originals. My number five Netflix original series is Haunting of Hill House. Ooh, I still haven't watched that yet. It Ugh. is phenomenal, Andrew. You're gonna love it, dude. It's it's so far beyond horror like there are horror elements don't get me wrong there's plenty of stuff that'll jump scare and spook you out and whatnot but it is entirely a show about family trauma heard a lot of stuff about it and i absolutely loved it and they're doing a second season uh it takes place in a different haunting it's different characters and everything different characters so so at first when they announced the second season i was very against it because i was like you can't make that more perfect but they're doing like an American Horror Story kind of thing. I guess so. Like yeah, an anthology I mean, this series. was so, so fucking well done. I loved it. Yeah, this was a Mike Flanagan project, and he's done like Oculus and the new Doctor Sleep. So he's very well versed in horror. And there's that whole, there's that one episode that's just like a one shot for the entire fucking, amazing. Oh, yeah. So fucking good. Jumping from that, my number five pick for Netflix originals is Daredevil. Wow. Interesting. That's really fucking low on your list. Yeah. But it's like, it was hard. This list was yeah, it is. probably the most difficult out of all of them for me. Um, so for my number four, uh, it, you know, since Jordan, you just mentioned uh, one of the uh, Marvel Netflix shows uh, is the I only have two Marvel Netflix shows on my top five and this is obviously the second one Jessica Jones um, nice. I will say that I left off Punisher I left off Iron Fist I left off uh, Luke Cage and Defenders um, because looking at the entirety of the of the show all three seasons I enjoyed Jessica Jones more than all of those other ones that I mentioned well wow. um, yeah so, uh, yeah, Jessica Jones, love that show. Just uh, for me, that first season was so fucking strong. It was. Yeah. The second season was okay. You know, it was maybe a little lackluster, but the third season came back and was, again, for me, was stronger than the second season. Maybe not as the first, but overall, the, the, those three seasons together, really just a fucking great show. Kristen Ritter nails that fucking character. Uh, I love the. I'm not into horror much, but there's a very horror element in the first season that I really dug with Kill um, with um, the Purple Man and um, Mr. Yeah. Purple. Yes, and, and David, Ten- David Tennant, of course, nailed that character. So I just thought that was just such a strong season, bolstered by the third season and the second season being okay. That it was a good, a really good uh, series. Good enough to earn your number four. Absolutely. My number four for Netflix. <laughs> um, I picked BoJack Horseman. Nice. If you guys have seen that show yet. I have not. It is on my list, but I have not seen it yet. It is. I mean, on the surface, it just, you know, looks like funny cartoon, but it has surprisingly deep emotional beats throughout the show. Um, It's such, it's a, it's a, it's an out there show, man, because 
you have this kind of weird surrealist humor with these really relatable, powerful moments scattered throughout it. And you're actually worried about these fucking crazy cartoon characters. It's funny. The animation's fine. Um, But it was definitely... I had people telling me to watch this for years, and we finally sat down and watched it. And I can't wait to finish it. Because it's the next... I think the last... The second half of the last season comes out in January. Nice. Is it Will Arnett? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. And he has a fantastic voice. Well, yeah. Yeah. He's Batman. Uh, Yeah. Will Arnett, Aaron Paul... Um, Amy Sedaris. It's a great I think cast. Patton too. does a voice on it too. Nice. He does a couple, but yeah, he definitely does one character in particular. Uh, but yeah, that's my uh, that's my number four. Bojack Horseman. Go check it out. Number four for me is Punisher. Nice. Um, those two seasons of that show for me resonated really, really strongly, and I absolutely love that program, one hundred percent. I love the cast of of uh, uh, what the hell, John Bernthal, as oh, yeah. as Frank Castle. I thought he's fantastic, tying in Karen Page, um, just everything that goes down in it. Even uh, Jigsaw was awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I just I love that show so much. That's definitely one that I would go back and watch multiple times. Yeah, it's such it's such a bummer that it ends with him he's the fucking punisher like right when he finally finally becomes what we know as punisher yeah i, th- uh, I think if if it had had a third season that they would have treated you know with that lived up to that last that last shot yeah uh maybe that would have made i made, made my top five then yeah i agree with brian at that yeah what could have been mm-hmm. um my number four for netflix originals is glow nice gorgeous ladies of Ooh. wrestling Nice, it's a great show. Yeah, Dude, I've heard so, so much, good. so much about it. Allison yeah. Bree's fantastic. Um, just the actual psychology of wrestling is fantastic in it. Um, and then just like the character moments, I love each and every There's one of so those many characters. Character so many good characters. Yeah, that's on my list, and I was hoping to get to that sometime in the past week, but I didn't. So, honestly, I think you'll love it. Yeah. I, I'm sure I will, and I have a natural proclivity f- to appreciate everything Allison Brie does. So Mark Maron is fantastic. Oh, yeah, I've heard. I've heard show. he's great too, dude. Yeah, legitimately. So uh, my number three uh, is uh, Russian Doll. Nice. Um, so this is one of the shows that I had started actually months ago, um, hoping that we were going to like discuss its seasons, uh, discuss the season of it, um, and then kind of dropped it off when we didn't, uh, and then watch the rest of it, you know, within the last week and a half. And holy shit, uh, this is an amazing show. Um, I'm super psyched that it's going to get a second season. I don't know how they'll do that, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, Natasha Leone's amazing in it. Um, The, I I love, it's really not a hard left turn, but there's, there's a turn that comes that they build towards. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there are themes like of mental illness. Uh, I absolutely um, uh, that I related to that hit really hard for me, um, and I just I dug I dug everything about it. I mean, yeah, it's it, people are going to say like, oh well, it's Groundhog Day, the show, and that there's a there's a very thin connective tissue there, but it really is its own thing. Um, I, I thought that it was just really well done. There. are 
these nice little half hour episodes um, that mm-hmm. you can easily just daisy chain together. Um, and I just really enjoyed that and it hit me really hard. So yeah, that's my number three. Yeah. And Amy Poehler is like one of the showrunners. Right. And like and, uh, creators. And Natasha Leone, I think she's um, yeah, also she's, part of that too. Yep. So she, it was a, a project of hers as well. So not, not just starring in. But yeah. Uh, I love that show. I thought it was like a great first season altogether truncated and like you said um i'm really curious to see how they pull off a second season yeah are they are they doing a second season they are i almost kind of uh i don't know it seemed like such a perfect wrap-up to me i guess it's kind of it'll be cool to see the characters again but it seemed like it it finished pretty clean it it could always be one of those anthology series again right true we don't we just don't know my number three is also Russian Doll. Hey, oh, high five, so. high five through the phone. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, basically everything. You you hit every mark that I had, Brian. It was it was a fantastic show. The acting was great. It had the moments. It had the the good moments of levity, and then it also had oh, these yeah, just no, crushing look, moments. The the humor in it, the humor. I mean, yeah, like the the emotional stuff hits hard, but the humor in it is so fucking funny. It's really a funny show. It's dark. Don't get me wrong. It's a dark yeah. show, but it, the humor is fucking hilarious. Yeah. And it's a, it's basically a rated R show, so that it's good for that too. Sweet birthday baby. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, her friends are the oh, her friends are the best anyway. My number 3 is House of Cards. Mm. Ooh. That's a show that I never really got into i watched the pilot and i did not continue but you it, politics doesn't do it for you exactly so i didn't i never expected you to like it um but if politics does do it for you uh absolutely a show to watch for well, sure if you can get past the kevin spacey of it now because some yeah, people can. he's the main character of the show i didn't watch the last season because he was the show for me um but even without that final season of it that is my number three if i if he stayed on for that final season it'd probably be my number one wow because i loved it that much okay um but knock it down a few pegs for all of the reasons that have nothing to do with the actual television program itself um but it's my number three the first episode immediately pulled me in i watched the entire first season at my old, old job, uh, when I would work Saturday and Sunday and, um, went home, told Amanda about it. We watched the entire first season again, like immediately. Um, and then patiently awaited every season that came out thereafter. So I watched, um, the first three seasons. Um, I thought the first two were excellent. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, and especially that first season was just good God. But the the second season was really, really good too. The third season it kind of lost me, and this was before all the shit that about yeah. him came out. And yeah. then, and then once the shit about him came out, I was like, well, I'm not going back and trying. So, well, they they changed <laughs> the show. The focus of the show started to change. Yeah, and once they started making it more about Claire, is mm-hmm. where it started to lose me. I, I, for for me, I think it was like when he became president. Yeah, once, well, I mean, once you're no longer president. doing the the backdoor yeah. dealings to get there. Now you're right. on top, you right? Know? Yeah. So it's less intrigue, but more like how you stay there, right? 
Um, and, and it and, was still somewhat interesting and somewhat, yeah, you know, compelling. I, I, I mean, right. I enjoyed him as president. And once they added um, Joel Kinnaman to it as, like, the guy running against him, I thought right. that was awesome because I'll watch Joel Kinnaman do anything. But, yeah, so that's uh, that's my number three. My number three is The Haunting of Hill House. Nice. Oh, uh, cool. I adored that show. That That show for me is, like one of the best and when i was making this list i knew where i wanted to put it and it was somewhere in the top three i just wasn't sure where so i finally settled on three being the haunting of hill house i think i initially the first draft of this list i had it at number three um but i knocked it back a little bit uh just because it was one season so i figured um there was other stuff that I had watched religiously leading up to that before it. So, but but this show has everything that I love. It's it's got the scary, creepy moments. It's got the the deep, personal, character-driven scenes, where it's just two people in a room talking, and it's just captivating. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you go a step further with the cinematography and oh my god, uh, the way that they set the shots up, and then the way that they executed the show. Uh, thought it was absolutely incredible. And that episode where it's basically one continuous shot throughout mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, blew my mind. And it might that be one of the awesome. best hours of television I've ever seen. Unbelievably done. I love it when, when productions do that. That's awesome. Because, like, they didn't have to. <laughs> you know, they could have just shot it straight forward. But they were like, no, 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 let's go artsy as fuck. Yeah. All right. So uh, my number two is The Man Without Fear, Daredevil. Nice. nice. Um. I love this show. It is, it is obviously. I think it's um, the cream of the crop, uh, just about, or you know, just under. Um, really, I would say it's probably really a tie with my number one, but we'll get to that. Um, it, that's that first season was super strong. It just grabs you by the balls and doesn't let go. Uh, and it even even the even though it has the the Netflix dip you know, somewhere around like maybe episode five or six, uh, it's, it's a very shallow dip. Mm-hmm. Um, season two for me was even better than season one because mm-hmm. he's established. Mm-hmm. You add in Punisher, you add in Electra. Uh, the hand is more prevalent. You, you know, it just everything about, I loved everything about season two. So I'll, whenever I watch it, I'll just watch those two seasons concur, like one, one right into the other. Um, the, that that second the first four episodes that featured Punisher in season two yeah, could it's be little, its own film yeah. absolutely, and and I when we talked about that I was like wow they, they really should just do that <laughs> like they just yeah. should but it would have fucked with you know MCU shit you know so they, they didn't want that but um yeah. season three was really good too um you know post defenders uh you know I I felt like they picked up they picked up the pieces that unfortunately the defenders created and made a good season of tv out of it um but you know as good as season three was season two and one are just so much better but still the the whole thing unbelievable just one of the best series of television i've ever seen wish wish we had gotten more no yeah exactly i thought three was perfect i thought three was my favorite out of all three of those seasons wow okay i needed to have daredevil in my top five i've gone online 
very few times for like a production to look at an auction for things from it. And when they announced that there was going to be the daredevil and all the, all the shows going to have auctioned items, I went on there and I tried to get a couple things, but good Lord things went up real quick. Yeah. I can imagine. Uh, my number two is stranger things. Ooh. Yeah. I adore this show. It is, it's so well put together. Uh, I'm a big fan of, you know, 80s horror and sci-fi to begin with. So when we got a modern take on 80s horror and sci-fi, I was all in. All the the, the kids are great in it. Story's great. Character's great. The monsters are genuinely fucked up and creepy looking. They don't shy away from, like, the dark, gory horror elements. It's just, it's got a little bit of something for everybody. And, I mean... It was this huge. I mean, it still kind of is. The next season, it'll be this. It's it's phenomenon every time it comes out. That's all everybody talks about for a week afterward. And uh, I definitely think it deserves more. That. Yeah, <laughs> couple weeks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just I was blown away by. I love it. I love Stranger Things. Stranger Things is also my number two. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Yep. Also, my number two show. All the things Andrew said, obviously. Um. But if you want to hear us gush about Stranger Things, you could just listen to the entire hour and 15-minute episode that we did on it <laughs> in the plug, summertime. Plug. Um, yeah, I just... It's it's instantly captivating from the, the opening theme song, and then from there you're just... You're stuck, and in the best way possible. So yeah, Stranger Things is my number two as well. Stranger Things is also my number two. Wow! <laughs> Interesting. Uh, like huh. both Rob and Andrew said already, uh, it hooks you from Jump Street, and the kids are so charming, the adults are so charming. Like everything just pulls you right in, and you you are in Hawkins for that entire ride. Mm-hmm. It's just it's one of those things that, yeah, like Andrew said, it's become a cultural phenomenon. And I absolutely love it. I love the fact that it's cross-generational. Yes. Yeah. Where, like, um, you know, like when your parents are like, did you watch Stranger Things yet? You're like, really? Mom? <laughs> okay, cool. You know? <laughs> or, like, a younger sibling or, or a younger niece or nephew that's like, yeah, I love Stranger Things. Eleven's my favorite. And you're just like, you too? <laughs> Shit. This is awesome. We could all watch this thing together. And somehow they made a a horror series that that incorporates all those people at the same time because there's something in there literally for everyone. Yep. Well, far be it for me to stop this train. Uh, my number one is Stranger Things. There it is. Um, <laughs> um, it, it, you know, it really wasn't actually that hard for me to put this at number one. It's my, it's my favorite show on Netflix. And as much as I love Daredevil... Um, Stranger Things is operating on a different level, on, in my opinion. Um, the first season is perfect. Uh, it doesn't have a dip. Just goes boom, 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 boom. Uh, the second season... Um, you Big know, old dip! Had, had, a, had, a, had a dip. Um, Big fat dip! <laughs> but then the third season... The third season was just as strong, if not stronger, than the first yeah. season, which is yeah. which is unbelievable. Like, you would think that you establish it with the first season, and then there's just going to be... Um, diminishing Constant returns. Drop off. Yeah, diminishing yeah. returns uh, every season. But no, uh, third season was fucking amazing. And 
uh, each season there's emotional impact. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I honestly, you know, yeah, I had some of that with Russian Doll, but good lord, especially with the third season, uh, heavy emotional stuff. And uh, I just, I that goes a long way with me. So yeah, Stranger Things is my number one show on Netflix. If you are not watching it, watch it. Go get Netflix now. It was a very tough choice for me between number one and number two, uh, but my number one is Daredevil. Ooh. I was I was trying to keep just one marvel netflix show on the list just because i wanted i don't know i just wanted a a little more variety i guess but daredevil was so for all the reasons we've been saying it it was it was perfect adaptation of the character and i've been such a huge fan of daredevil for you know as long as i can remember and seeing this just perfect on-screen adaptation of him charlie cox was great um if they ever redo the show Unless they have the same cast and cr- and crew working on it, I don't know if I'll really be super interested. I mean, I'll check it out just because I love Daredevil, but I was blown away each season of this. Absolutely loved it, seeing one of my favorite heroes come to life on the screen, and yeah. But I mean, it's it's a slight margin between that and Stranger Things, but yeah, I'm going to have to go with Daredevil. Daredevil also my number one. Fuck yeah, let's wow. high five. <laughs> um, so... so when we were discussing what lists we were going to do and what the quote unquote rules were, this is why I asked if we were going to keep the Marvel shows in with this list because stranger things was my number one. Cause I made a top five without any Marvel shows in it. Um, and then once we decided that no Marvel shows are Netflix shows, um, I had, I had to change it because conversely from what Andrew said, I was not a fan of Daredevil pri- prior to this show. The show made me hmm. go read Daredevil comic books and seek out more information about the character and learn everything about him and, and read all of his classic story arcs and, and whatnot. Cool. So the that's why the show's number one for me. And that's not taking anything away from how fantastic Stranger Things is, but the, it, that just is what it is. Yeah, I mean... I I think the reason I chose it is just I'm a lifelong comic book fan, you know. But yeah, Jordan. Ultimately, I've decided my number one Netflix original is Ozark. Ooh, wow! That's one of the ones I've been meaning to watch. Hmm. Um, just everything about this show is incredible. It's dark. It's engrossing. The acting is friggin' unmatched everyone's performance in this show is so good i love the writing i love the story uh just the crazy twists and turns just seeing how it's going to spiral out of control even further for this family uh just i love it i love everything about it can't wait for the next season that's a show that i have literally heard nothing but good things about i have not heard one bad thing about it I know. We, next I, I started season one. Um, I forget how many episodes deep we got. I don't know that. Uh, I don't think that we finished season one yet. But it's 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 very entertaining. Um, I've been meaning to watch it. Just I, I know literally nothing about it other than it has a Jason Bateman. That's Jason all you Bateman. need. Yeah. yeah. I just remember on recommendations it had a picture of him in 
Arrested Development right next to him in Ozark. <laughs> like, this is a weird. This is a little. But, um, two opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, if, if if you recommend it, sure, I'll check it out. Definitely. Now let's just uh, quickly, uh, listener of the podcast, Jason, my brother, actually, uh, gave us his top five lists of Netflix originals, and he has number five is F is for Family. I've heard that's, that's good. That's that Bill Burr comedy, yep. Number four for him is Ozark. Number three for him is Stranger Things. Wow. Number two for him is Glow. And wow. number one is Master of None. Interesting. Wow. I've also heard I, that's good. I enjoyed Master of None. I, eh, It'd probably be like number seven on a list. Mm. So moving on, next we will list our top five Disney Pixar films. But before we get to that, let's hear from uh, Sarah Simonovich. Hey, it's Sarah. You might remember my voice from the review of It Chapter 2. If you haven't checked it out yet, be sure to give episode 24 a listen. I promise that you won't be disappointed. I'm here with my top five Pixar films. Uh, I haven't seen some of the more popular ones, so my list is probably a bit different than yours. But we're starting it off with number five, A Bug's Life. I remember seeing this movie as a kid, and I even had a stuffed bug from that film. It was one of the ants. Number four, Monsters, Inc., Seriously, what is more iconic than Mike Grazowski and Kitty? Number three, The Incredibles. Everybody else on this podcast might kill me if I say that this is my favorite superhero film. Number two, Toy Story. Everybody loves Toy Story. Seriously, I dare you to name a film that is less divisive than Toy Story. And that brings me to my number one favorite Disney Pixar film, and that is Coco. Coincidentally, this is the most recent one that I've seen, and uh, you can even find it covered in episode 29 of Pop Canon. I'm not in that episode, but you can hear what other people liked about it. If you want to hear more about what I have to say, you can actually check out my podcast, Fairy Tall Tales, where my co-host Megan and I talk about fairy tales, folklore, myths, and legends, and pair them with true crime stories. Seriously, fact or fiction, what's stranger? You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Fairy Tall Tales. And you can at me to tell me how much my top five list sucks on Instagram at serendipity. Well, I thank you so much, Sarah. But uh, uh, it's a great list. Sure, there's some things we could debate in there, but uh, can you, Brian? Believe, what's your can number you believe five? What she picked for number three? Jesus Crazy. Christ. Um, <laughs> so I, ha- I so this is just uh, th- this was a hard list for me to do. Um, I love the majority of Pixar films. Um, I will say that I have not watched uh, half the Toy Story movies. Um, I have watched none of the Cars movies. 
but everything else uh, I've now seen. Um, I actually, last night, uh, after wasting most of my day with just random shit, uh, I was like, okay, I need to watch Brave, I need to watch The Good Dinosaur, uh, and I need to watch Monsters University. And those are the three that I hadn't seen that I wanted to see. So um, so I, I was able to, to watch those, and those are really good, but they didn't end up making my list. Um, my number five is WALL-E. Um, this movie is so fucking charming. Uh, I love that it's such a different movie than what had come before the first, I don't think there's a word spoken for the first 10, 15 minutes. There's a song, yeah. like there's song, there are songs played, but there's no actual dialogue. Um, Wally is fucking adorable for a robot. Uh, I found the humor when it landed was so fucking funny, uh, especially when they get to the, um, to the Axios, I think. So anyway, um, but they get to the spaceship uh, with the humans. Like I loved everything about this movie so much. So uh, my number five, I'm gonna put Finding Nemo. I did like that movie a okay. lot. Um, so that'll be my number five. It was between that and Brave because I thought Brave was fun. But yeah, I just yeah, Finding Nemo is great. It you know it's it's a Pixar movie. It's bright and it's colorful. <laughs> the graphics are great, or the animation's great. The uh, the story is good. The the characters can destroy your heart at the same time uh you know i I liked it my number five is finding nemo as well oh oh i planned that it's a very good it's a very good film um very much enjoy it the colors the story the characters all that the voice acting Mm -hmm. um the specific characters that they selected to play every person uh awesome and they somehow gave a fish a receding hairline, which is just the coolest thing. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but I'm I will say... Glad, I'm just glad I feel represented on screen. Right, <laughs> right, know? of course. Yeah. It's all about representation. You're with talking Pixar. about the whale? Yeah. <laughs> oh. He had a receding hairline, too. <laughs> if I had to pick number five, it would be Finding Nemo. Oh, wow. Wow, okay. Wow. So A resounding, like, it's good but not awesome. Or it's, just or it's awesome. There's better, just there's better movies. <laughs> there's just more awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, like you said, the colors, the animation, just the voice cast, the just the fun, heartwarming story. It's a good time. It's the good coolest time. thing is going to the the aquarium. Uh, obviously, I'm in here. I'm here in Baltimore. I've been to that aquarium. I think two or three times. Oh yeah. Um, and every time one of those fish swims by. Look, it's Dory. Right. Every single the blue, time. Uh, the blue tang. Yeah. That look, it's Dory. And look, Nemo. It's not a clownfish. That film changed the name of those fish for I think a full blown two generations of people. Yeah. yeah. Accurate. So um And sold so much merch. So much <laughs> merch. All the fucking merch in the world. <laughs> Brian, what do you got for number four? So my four, um, is one of the more recent uh, films. It is Inside Out. Nice. Um, I just saw this, uh, I guess maybe about a year ago. And um, even though it didn't come out that long ago, but I didn't see it when it was in theaters, and I wish I had. Um, yeah, I, this movie was fucking incredible. Uh, it's just, Pixar, they find new ways to do these, to tell these amazing stories. Um, and of course, that's, you know, as, as we go up the list, that's what I have to say just about every single one of these movies. Um, I just, I found it really original. Uh, I know that, that people say like, oh, well, Herman's Head, which is a sitcom from the 90s where there's, 
the different parts of the brain or emotions are represented, but this was so much. Moses Jones. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I don't know about that, but it just, that takes place in the body. This is all, this is all in the head, you know, it's all in the mind. Um, I just, I thought it was amazing. And when you, when you, when they start deep diving into what it looks like in all the different characters heads, it Mm -hmm. was so fucking hilarious. It, It was very poignant. Um, I All just, the characters I, in the dad's head had mustaches. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just, I loved it. I've, I fucking loved it. My cobbled together number four. Actually, <laughs> uh, number four, I, I feel I feel confident. Uh, I have The Incredibles. Nice. Number four. Um, I enjoy I mean, it's a superhero movie. It was fun. I like the family drama in the center of it. I love the way that they all got their powers was so creative that you know the father he was super strong because you feel like he had to hold, hold the family together and the mom felt like she was being pulled in every direction and you know the kid was a rambunctious kid the daughter was a teenager I think so you're reading into a little much you know? <laughs> <laughs> no I, I i i was putting my finger on my nose here because uh wow you're really fucking on the nose with that one andrew <laughs> yeah but uh your deep uh, your deep dive analysis of- <laughs> yeah Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> um, but uh, and uh, and don't wear capes, or you'll get sucked into the fucking turbine of an airplane. No capes. I think yeah. that's what we all learned from watching The Incredible. Basically. Yeah, that and and lost. Yeah. <laughs> that people getting sucked into airplane turbines is good entertainment, no matter what age. Yeah. Oh, good entertainment, no matter the age. Yeah, it's fun for all ages. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, number four for me is Coco. Mm. Wow. So Ooh, our wow. last, our, our most recent episode was about Disney Pixar's Coco. And, um, if you want to hear me gush emphatically and wax poetically about I, a movie. I think that's putting it a little lightly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you could listen to, uh, episode 29 where I talk all about how much I fucking love the movie Coco. My number four is Toy Story 2. Nice. Uh, nice. Love that movie. Uh, love Big Al. Of course, we saw the guy cosplaying as Big Al from Big Al's Toy Barn uh, at Baltimore Comic Con a couple of years ago. Yes. Um, the only guy I took a picture of that year. Yeah. But the introduction of like Jesse and Bullseye, uh, fantastic characters, fantastic sequel to a movie. That I absolutely this may not love. be the last we hear of Toy Story 2 on somebody's list. Hmm, interesting. Oh. Moving on to uh, number three, Brian. So number my number three is Monsters, Inc. Um, again, as we get up this list, these are all movies that I think are excellent. It's just trying to pick my favorites between them. Um, Monsters, Inc. is one of these, again, it's just, it's such a great original idea. Uh, totally out of left field. Uh huh. And and executed just so fucking perfectly. Like the uh, honestly, all, all all of these movies that I've mentioned, uh, whether they're honorable mentions or these top five, they're all perfect. They're all fucking perfect. There's no, there's nothing about them that I would change. There's nothing about them that I disliked on any level. Um, I love all of these, but Monsters Inc. Um, it, it's so fucking good. It's so hilarious. Uh, the the voice cast was perfect. Uh, John Goodman and Billy Crystal as, you know, Sully and Mike Wazowski, just just instantly iconic characters. Um, and the two I, of them together. Yeah, they're they're great. Like I I so I watched Monsters University last night and it was good. 
Um, but after Monsters, Inc., and they started doing, like, more Toy Story movies and Cars movies, I was like, when do we get the Monsters, Inc. sequel? Because that's what I want. I want, I want Boo's kid involved with it. Like, she's like, And they were like, fuck you, we're going prequel. Right, and, and, and again, University was good, but it's like, I want to see what, what goes forward. So hopefully, maybe someday we'll still get that. Thankfully, John Goodman and Billy Crystal are still alive to be able to reprise these roles. Um, but yeah, Monsters, Inc., fucking amazing. That's my number three. Nice. My number three, I have A Bug's Life. Wow, okay. Just I distinctly remember watching that movie in class in, uh, God, third grade maybe? Maybe fourth grade? Um, and just, I don't know, it was a lot of fun. And was it for like an entomology class? or like, <laughs> No, I think we were fuck? just watching movies. I think the teacher was hungover and we were just oh, watching okay. movies that day. <laughs> Somebody Put bring s- a fucking VHS in, please. I don't care what the fuck it is. <laughs> Put something in to shut these kids up. Yeah. But, um, we'll watch the rest of it tomorrow. <laughs> oh my god, our, our educational system is such a mess. <laughs> I, but I mean, I put it on there, and also I just I remember playing the video game on PS One. Mm. Nice, dude. I, I forgot about it. the video game. It was so much fun. It was, it was great. a good game. Yeah. yeah. Andrew was and, Andrew was so struck by the uh, the caterpillar. <laughs> oh god, don't even get, don't even get me started. <laughs> yeah, uh, Heinrich. Yeah. yeah the big and you look all like little ants from down here. <laughs> I love that movie. Oh shit. Um, uh, so yeah. It was a fun movie. My my number three is The Incredibles. Um fantastic fucking movie. There was a point in my youth where my brother and sister were like toddlers and I was a burgeoning teenager. And there were only so many movies that were tolerable for me that they desperately wanted to watch over and over again. And I had no problem when they were like, put the Incredibles on. I was like, fuck yes. The fuck yeah. <laughs> um, and then also the tie in video game on GameCube. Fucking right. good. Right. Yeah. So good. That game was awesome. But yeah, I do. I absolutely love the Incredibles, the stylization of that movie. Um, and just taking from all of the superhero stuff to make a really real family, you know, obviously there's like the connection to, uh, the fantastic four, but like, if you put a team of superheroes together, you're just going to get people saying that anyway. So, um, I love that movie. Number three for me is also the Incredibles. Hey, uh, like you guys said, it's fantastic film. Um, I just, I love watching that. I love how real it is. Like, with him working as, like, the insurance agent. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm going to approve this, but don't say anything. And then he gets fired for it. Like, yep. so, so good. Um, it's It just pulls at the heartstrings. Also, where's my super suit? Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Frozone, yeah. So, again, far be it for me to... Uh, disrupt this train, but my yeah. number two is The Incredibles. Yeah! With a caveat, with a caveat uh-oh. that, uh-oh. no, 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 uh-oh, it's a good uh-oh. thing, because I can't watch these two separate from each other now. It's The Incredibles and Incredibles 2. They go right into each other. Now, see, I, um, I still haven't seen The Incredibles 2. The Incredibles Same. 2 oh. picks up right where Incredibles yeah. leaves off with The Underminer. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, there's no, there's yeah. no time off. Yeah. It's, it's, it just rolls great. right into it. Huh. 
um, and it's a great duology. Now, obviously, the technical advances from, you know, 10, 14 years, I can't remember how much it was between. Mm-hmm. I think it was so 2004 long. to two, two, 2018. So, yeah, it was 14 year, you know, 14 year difference. But uh, Incredibles 2 looks better, but um, it's still, it's a great, it's just a great little double feature there. Um, I remember when I think Finding Nemo was the movie that came out before Incredibles. So the first Incredibles trailer was with Finding Nemo. Right. And after Toy Story and Toy Story 2, like, other than Toy Story and Toy Story 2, there really weren't any other Pixar films where humans were uh, depicted. And so this was going to be the, the most recent one about humans that was going to be all about humans. And it, I remember just like turning to my friends who I was like oh, in the theater with, I was like, ooh, that's going to be all like human characters. How is it going to look? And it looked fucking amazing. Um it's yeah, because they didn't. They didn't really. They were like, yeah, they look like humans, but like we're not gonna adhere to specific body styles for right. them. They all look very different. Right. Absolutely. Um, Almost as if they're their own creatures. Right. Yeah. yeah. And um, and you know, I I said this in our lists episode from three years ago, but it is one of my favorite superhero movies. Um, yeah. It is a great superhero story. It is. Brad Bird just fucking nailed it, man. And he tapped into something very primal in the geek community. Um, that's why that movie is so beloved, and I, I love it. And and Incredibles 2 just continues that. Um, Incredibles 2 is an amazing film. Um, it's I think it's just as good as the first. I don't think it's better than, but it's just as good as the first one. And it just makes a great double feature. So um, that's my number two. My number two, I chose uh, the movie that we just talked about, Coco. Nice. My number two. Hmm. I love it. Andrew really um, loved it. Yeah. Love it. He loved it more than you, apparently. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> if you want to know, if you want to hear about Coco, we did a whole episode on it. Um, I'm still singing Un Poco Loco. <laughs> but yeah, that's my number two. Oh, yeah. Number two for me <laughs> is Toy Story 2. <laughs> Toy Story 2. Nice. Interesting. Um, I absolutely love this movie it's the toy story movie of all the toy story movies that i've seen more than anything the songs in it were good i love the story of woody like discovering his past and all like all of that a lot of fun and it's a lot less spooky than the first one because sid was like (laughs) super super fucked up (laughs) and the the hybrid uh monster toys yes the baby's head with the the spider, spider legs. Oh. <laughs> the connect spider legs. Do not like. <laughs> the the yeah. fishing hook with legs was a hooker. <laughs> My but yeah, God. I, dude, I, Toy Story 2, uh, the, the idea that the first one was we have to save Buzz, and then obviously the second one is we got we to gotta save Woody. Um, I love that they did that. So my number two is Monsters, Inc. Nice. Love the Monsters, Inc., uh, concept and just it's so quotable and memorable there's so many funny moments in that yeah um sully and mike are like such a good combination i remember seeing somewhere that sully had over twenty thousand individual Individual pixels or something for his model which is astounding it was seeing him on screen for the first time was fucking amazing i feel like he was designed before before Mike was, <laughs> they put, blew our load on they this. Put guy. all the budget into Sully. <laughs> it just took it took so long to render him yeah. 
Yes. Uh, every frame took forever to render. I can't even imagine those those poor, poor artists. <laughs> Just like, oh, you're calling it a day? It's only noon. Yeah, he's going to take about uh, six years to render, so I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to go fucking lay down. <laughs> All right. So number one, let's get into it, Brian. So um, I remember g- going to see Toy Story in the theaters when it came out and uh, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, and then I, you know, went into college after that and became like a little bit of a cynical douchebag and was like, oh, I don't watch kids movies anymore and that kind of stuff. Uh, and one of my roommates then my junior year had. Uh, like one of his first DVDs was a bug's life. And we watched the fuck out of that so many times that year. And I went and got the Blu-ray for myself and, or sorry, the DVD for myself. And now I've got the Blu-ray and that is my favorite Pixar movie is a bug's life. Hell Um, yeah. It is. Hell yeah. It is such a funny fucking movie. To me, it's the funniest Pixar movie. I still laugh at it. Um, I know that much like car, the first cars movie is kind of a rehash of doc Hollywood and that a bug's life is a little bit of a rehash of three amigos. I don't give a fuck. It's fucking great. I love it. Um, all the, all the insect humor, all the, just all the, all the puns, all the visual gags, like they all land for me. Um, I I thought, you know, even though it is Kevin Spacey, I thought Hopper was a great villain. Um, and that all the, uh, the grasshoppers were great. I, I, I watch it. It's like it's I watch that when I am depressed. I watch that when I just want to laugh. It's like a warm blanket that I put on and I fucking love that movie. I love Flick. Flick is such a great fucking character. Yeah. When they when they have that that Funko Pop come out where he's got like kind of the green like arm almost army hat on and he's got his rucksack and everything. I was like, "Yep, sold." <laughs> funny funny story. Amanda had a Flick backpack in 8th grade. Oh wow. <laughs> and when we started dating, um, she never wore it again. You, you made you made her get rid of it, you heartless bastard. Oh, I thought it was an awesome backpack, and I thought it would be a conversation piece for the two of us. She just, we started dating, and it never saw the light of day again. She just thought she was, like, embarrassed to have it or something. Which means that... As if I didn't see it before starting to date her. Dating so. you killed something within her. Way to go. Yeah, the, the, child, the childlike wonder. It's just gone for her now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that you just you said his name, and I was like, "Oh fuck, she had that backpack." That's weird. Yeah. My number one is Toy Story, the first Toy Story. Awesome. I remember, cool. I remember seeing that in in the theater. Was it ninety five? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I I just I remember going. It was in Wheaton. It was in Wheaton, Maryland, and I went with my dad. I remember watching that movie and just being like, "It was crazy." It was like it was it was the first feature length computer generated film yep. yes yeah i just i remember sitting there because you know i love cartoons and things just being like what the hell am i looking at right now this is amazing blah and even looking back today it still looks pretty good yeah you it know, looks good ish yeah dude it's, um, it, that's funny as fuck that you saw it with your dad because i also saw it with my dad yeah. <laughs> it was um, like i think it was like christmas 95 something like yeah but it was pretty revolutionary i too it saw it out. with my parents believe it or not yeah. same well, having it, having your mom there doesn't count, Brian. We're talking about dads. Yeah. I also I have this one memory of sitting in class, in French class, and we were watching another Pixar movie in, like, ninth grade because I guess the teacher was hungover then, too. <laughs> and <laughs> I had zero, zero skateboards. The logo is a skull, but it's the skull from Sid's shirt. 
Yeah. And oh, I realized yeah, yeah. I'm sitting in class in chucks and jeans and that black shirt while we're watching Toy Story. And I'm looking around and I keep noticing people looking at me until I look down. I'm like, oh, fuck, I look exactly like Sid right now. <laughs> and then you went home and realized all the toys that you've been mangling and building with like erector set parts. And you're like, oh, shit, I'm a psychopath. <laughs> oh, no, I kept very good care of my toys. They They were all very, they were all happy to see me. That's fucking great. Oh, man. Uh, So you guys all know this, but my number one is Monsters, Inc. Um, For all the reasons that you guys said, um, but uh, a a quick little nugget is that um, it came out November 2nd, 2001, um, which is less than a month after 9-11. And it was probably one of the first things that I remember enjoying after that you know because like that was kind of difficult i had a lot of family from new york and working in new york and um monsters inc was like one of the first things that like allowed me to laugh again how dare you robert you could have watched zoolander that came (laughs) out that came out post 9-11 and could have made you laugh um but i think it suffered at the theater obviously because of that um but upon (laughs) home video release Uh Uh, unending amount of views and brian like you said with uh bugs life this is the movie that like if there's nothing on or i or i'm just like a little down like monsters inc is my go-to absolutely um billy crystal as mike wazowski fucking kills me mike wazowski always watching (laughs) and John Goodman's uh, portrayal of of just like the super protective Sully um, really always stuck with me. I love that character so much. Steve yeah. Buscemi is Randall. I love that character. Yeah, Steve Buscemi is Randall. His eyes look exactly the same. That's <laughs> um, the real man. Because <laughs> he's a lizard person, you see. <laughs> What's up? Cool kids. Uh, yeah, What's I, up, fellow kids? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I love I love Monsters Inc. That's my number one, undoubtedly. My number one is Toy Story, Barnon. Yeah. Um, adore that movie. I remember it was the very first movie I've ever seen in the theater. Wow. That was my really? first film. Um, I just I remember going to see it with my dad and my brother. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it's just everything oh. Everything about it. Love the characterization of Buzz, Woody, uh, Slinky Dog, Mr. Potato Head. Like, they're all iconic. And uh, even like... You left out ham. Well, yeah. <laughs> but like, Bo Peep, you know, like, all of those characters, Etch-A-Sketch. Um, it's just it, it so angry it's so memorable i that's that's the movie that i'll put on anytime and have a great time watching it is the first one and going back and saying how sid was terrifying he actually he actually was and i think that's yeah, yeah. partially why i like horror is rooted in toy story really wow interesting was it toy story 2 or 3 where he comes back as the he's a garbage man 3 is it three? That was three, yeah. yeah. Nice. Again, going to our Facebook comments here, we got uh, Jason once again. His top five are Inside Out, Monsters University, Ratatouille, Monsters, Inc., and Toy Story. 
Hmm. Nice. It's a good list. Yeah. You, 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 it's very hard to go wrong with the Pixar movies. I mean, even, yeah. you know, even uh, watching... Unless somebody's got cars and cars. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Um, so before we dive into our next list, which is Childhood TV, let's hear from good friend of the podcast, Paul. Oh, take it away, Paul. What's up, guys? This is Paul with my top five list of favorite childhood TV shows, starting with number five, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, number four, Kablam, number three, Courage the Cowardly Dog, number two, Ren and Stimpy, number one, Batman the Animated Series. Damn, Paul, those are all fine choices. Thank you so much for sending that in. I really can't believe he said that for number two. I think we're we're going to have to do something about that. Like, we need to have a talk with him. Um, so for childhood TV, I, I approach this purely from a cartoon standpoint. Okay. It's dark, but my number five is actually a pretty dark uh, TV show. Uh, it was a show or a cartoon that, much like most ch- children's cartoons, are to sell toys, um, called Exo Squad. Uh, Ooh, this is a this is a show that came on uh, that premiered in '93, I think. Um, so it was like in middle school, and uh, it was basically they were selling mechs. Like mech, mech, mech oh. toys, um, gotcha. with the, the little mm-hmm. three and three quarter figures fit into these mech suits and stuff, which were fucking amazing toys. Um, but it's a super dark uh, sci-fi show about in hundred hundred and fifty years in the future, something like that. Um, our our military is out in space in the solar system fighting like space pirates, and meanwhile we've created this whole race of of basically cloned um, servants slaves that uprise against humanity and wipe most of humanity out and this is a kids show mind you <laughs> Dude, <this laughs> to sell, geez, to sell awesome. toys and it, it it's so fucking dark but it is so fucking good it's it's two seasons and it's really it delves into really like gray area shit of war and war crimes and all this stuff i thought it was i was riveted and i wish it had gone for more because in the second season they they uh, tease in the last episode aliens being introduced. And I was like, I want to see that. Um, and then of course it got canceled. So um, this was the hardest list for me because I watched a ton of television when I was a kid. Same. We and, all did because yeah, parenting. Yeah, <laughs> it was, my, my mom, she had four kids, you know, whatever. I was the youngest. It's fine. I would start with my number five would be uh, courage. The cowardly dog. Nice. 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 I, nice fucking love that show i we were just watching a few episodes recently and it's still fucking great and it's hilarious and i still quote it from time to time and they might be giants yeah and they might be giants (laughs) you sir are bald (laughs) why i oughta (laughs) rob so so i did not strictly adhere to cartoons um as that would have drastically changed my list but uh, ready yet? Get set. Number five is all that. Nice. Fuck yeah. Huh. The okay. kids SNL on yeah. Nickelodeon, uh, where I have been watching Keenan Thompson <laughs> do sketch comedy my entire life. Yeah, <laughs> accurate. Um, <laughs> and he's probably one of the best people that's ever done it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it all started on all that with uh, Pierre Escargot. Is he is he now the longest running cast member on SNL? Yes, 
Good for him. Right, yeah. Currently, he is the longest uh, tenured cast member on him. SNL. Yes. Guy's awesome. Um, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, all that uh, is was my lead-in to enjoying sketch comedy. Nice. And, and like, the only reason I really have an appreciation now for things like that used to be Mad TV and um, SNL and Key and & Peele and Dave Chappelle and all those, right. all those shows, uh, my foundation first was all that nice my number five was keenan and kel nice nice dude uh, another keenan spinning out of all that we had keenan and kel fantastic show who loves orange soda <laughs> kel loves orange soda um, oh here it goes <laughs> just the sheer insanity that that show was dude um but i was, <laughs> was a big so fan of like all that the amanda show good burger like big fan of keenan and kel so my number four uh might be a little controversial but i, I am unable to separate these shows out because when i would get back from from elementary school i would sit down and i would watch them for the solid two hours that they were on and it's the disney afternoon um, right it would be DuckTales, uh, Chippendales Rescue Rangers, Tailspin, Darkwing Duck. I, those are the four that I really remember being on. Gummy Bears? Uh, Gummy Bears, I think, were on Saturday mornings for me. I don't okay. know if they were part of the Disney afternoon. They were D- Gummy Bears was great, don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, the Disney afternoon, I, I just I ate that up like it was food. I just sat there and just loved it. Um, all four of those shows, and, and they added more shows later on, dropped some of those shows, but Disney Afternoon was just always consistently really great and just a way for me to avoid doing homework. <laughs> um, it, it just worked out this way that my, my top five are all cartoons. It, it didn't, I didn't mean for it to be like this, but that's just okay, how it ended enough. up. My number four is Rocco's Modern Life. Nice. Nice. <laughs> that, that is my number four. Hey. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> So it's something I didn't realize until later on in life was artistically it had a really big influence on me mm-hmm. the way because I remember when I was a kid whenever I would draw houses and things they'd be that weird slanted shape and mm-hmm. I put a lot of triangles and things and and just stark geometric shapes and stuff and a lot of that is from Rocco's Modern Life and it was so gross and weird and funny and I loved Rocco because he was like this little underdog that just had the hor- the most horrible shit happen to him mm-hmm. consistently. And he was always good-natured, and it was funny, and I fucking loved that show. The big heads. Huge, the big and heads. And there, there was a lot of adult themes in that program. Uh, He worked at a sex phone line. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. oh baby, oh baby, oh baby. <laughs> <laughs> and he's talking to Mrs. Big Head. Yep. Rocco. Oh, Rocco. <laughs> <laughs> or when he, she was like, feel my eyes. He was like, what do you think of my eyes? And it's just supposed to be her boobs. Yeah. <laughs> like, they got away with a lot of... Cra- he- Heifer got jerked off by a machine. Yep. <laughs> in one episode. When yep. it was supposed to be like the milking machine. Mm-hmm. But he's a boy. You turn the page, you wash your hands. Wash your hands. You turn, <laughs> you turn the page, page, you wash your hands. Wash your hands. I think. I think the uh, what was his name? Norbert. Filbert. Something. Filbert. That's it. Um, I, I think he's really set the table for a lot of like neurotic people our age. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that turtle character. Um, 
T- turtle on his shell. Not good. You want to hear something crazy? The same yes. guy that voices Filbert voices Plankton in SpongeBob. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Nice. Interesting. Um, I think Tom Kenny does Rocco. Tom Kenny does Heifer. Uh, Heifer. Carlos Alizraki does. That's Car- right. Does that's Rocco. right. That's right. The uh, the Yokero Taco Bell guy. Yeah, and he was also um, Reno nine one one. Reno nine one one. Yeah. Yep. He does rock. That's right. I knew. I knew fucking Tom Kenny was in that show somewhere. But yeah, he does Heifer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so SpongeBob is Heifer. Crazy. That's wild. So yeah, that's my number four too. So just move on. Yeah. <laughs> so so my number four is Spider-Man: The Animated Series. Oh, nice, good one from that's '95. One. Uh, just growing up, watching that show, watching the reruns. Uh, when I think Spider-Man, those character designs are what I think of. The way that those characters sound is what yeah. I associate my comic books with when I read Spider-Man. When I read Spider-Man, I he- I still to this day hear it in that Peter yeah. Parker's voice. It's either that Peter Parker or Reno Romano who did the Spider-Man in the PS1 games. Yeah. Oh, okay. So That was a great one. theme song for it, too. Yeah. Like a modern version of a Spider-Man. Spider-Blood, Spider-Blood, yeah. radioactive Spider-Blood. That was Joe Perry. From, oh, that's uh, cool. Aerosmith. That's cool. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that was a great show. All right, so uh, my number three is uh, a Saturday morning cartoon that was on, I think, only one season, unfortunately, but kind of relating back to my number five. This is also a a, a show with a bit of a dark edge to it. Uh, Pirates of Darkwater. Um, Brian. Yeah. Did you just fucking say Pirates of Darkwater? I just fucking said Pirates of Darkwater because I would watch this show... And I would, like, find little toy swords that I had and, like, tape them together in ways that the characters had them. Because one of the characters had, like, a double scimitar and shit like that. Yeah. And it was, like, on a different planet where there's this shit called dark water that's, like, a its own, like, living sentient thing that just envelops like people like the... Water. Like, yeah, evil water that just eats people like the fucking blob. And there are these these pirates on these huge fucking ships, like... It was such a cool show. Um, doesn't hold up. I went back and watched it a few years ago, and, <laughs> and the animation ain't great. Um, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't really hold up. But back then, man, good God. I think it was, was 19, 1991, so I was like fucking 12, and I was just like, give me more. I wasn't even <laughs> born yet. Hanna-Barbera, right? I think so, yeah. I think it was a Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, not 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 in not in the style that most Hanna Barbera cartoons are. You know, it's a very yeah. more realistic look of people. Like people looked like people instead of like Hanna Barbera cartoons, like the Flintstones or anything like that. That um, made me happy, dude. That's a blast <laughs> from the past. Yeah, dude. My number three is Spider Man: The Animated Series. Nice. nice. Because that show, I watched that before I watched Batman: The Animated yeah. Series, and Spider Man yeah. is what got me into comic books. And so I credit that show with, you know, my love of comics and what I want to do with my life. And all this, it all started from that show. And I I remember the watching the final episode. I remember sitting in the living room when it came on because I was waiting for like weeks. And I was like, oh, we're building up. I can't believe it's the last one. And we get to the last one. And I remember sitting there, you know, like when you watch something or read something really good. And then it ends, and you have that profound emptiness in you. (laughs) That was the first time I felt that, because it was over. And then I started getting into the comics, and it just all took off from there. Uh, Uh, I just started watching more episodes of that on Disney+. Plus. Nice. 
You know, fun fact, there's only three punches ever thrown in the show. <laughs> yeah, their sensors were a lot more strict than Batman the Animated Series. Hmm. Yeah. So they had so many restrictions placed on them, it was tough to be as creative as they were. I haven't watched that in a while. Does he just web a lot of people up? Is that what it is? There's that. It's a lot of like webbing, throwing people, okay. uh, people like running into shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or hmm. they cut away from stuff. It's a lot of people attacking Spider-Man. Yeah. More so than <laughs> wow. him attacking people. That's fascinating. From what I remember. That's yeah. fascinating. My number three is Batman the Animated Series. Ooh. Hmm. Wow. Da-da-da-da. Three. Lower than I thought. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Batman the Animated Series. Uh, obviously, love that show. We talked all about it in episode 28, if you want to hear our full thoughts. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you loved it if you put it in number three, but you know, it made a top five. It made a top three of the top five. That's a fantastic... That is a good rank. That is a good top two. It's a bronze. It's not a silver or a gold. <laughs> it, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, my number three is Rugrats. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, okay. Fucking love that show, man. Uh, great show. We'll go back and just rewatch... And it still holds up for me, in my opinion. Nice. I don't know if it's just the nostalgia kid. or what, but every every time that show is like on or near near me, I will go out of my way to kind of watch it. Nice. It's it's definitely nostalgic as well. And that as soon as you said that, the theme song started playing mm-hmm. in my head. Yeah. Also had a PS1 game, was not very good. Oh, I fucking <laughs> loved that game, The Search for Reptar. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, Reptar. Maybe that's probably what it was. Oh, called. fuck. That game was amazing. Mm-hmm. I used to play that game for hours. Legitimately, we'll sit there for hours and play that game. That's what I did with the Spider Man PS1 game. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, my number two is Batman the Animated Series. Um, again, we, we talked about it. Just fucking love that show. Uh, I couldn't make it my favorite of all time because there is one ahead of it, but um, but yeah, Batman number two. Uh, yeah, same. Yay! High five. <laughs> that was. It was you know it was after Spider Man. I started watching that and I was like, holy mother of God, this is <laughs> fucking Batman! <laughs> Hell yeah! And then again, it all and went then from there. From there forward, you were like, this is fucking Batman. <laughs> yeah. Every Less time of a I question see and more of a declarative. Yeah. My <laughs> number two childhood television program of all time. The Animaniacs. Ah. Ooh. Ah. I watched this show so much. (laughs) I think I had three or four VHSs of random episodes, sing-alongs, that kind of of thing. So when it wasn't on TV to watch live, um, I watched it then. My cousins and I all watched it together. Um, And that just happened again recently. It did happen again recently. Um, we all sang the songs. Each of us was a specific character. Uh, Samantha was Dot, obviously. I was Yakko, and Paul was Wacko. Um, nice. Wacko and we were the Animaniacs together. Nice. God, I can't remember his name now. The voice of, of Yakko. Rob, 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 Rob Paulson. Paulson. Rob Paulson, yeah. He, did a, he redid Countries of the World. Yes, nice. I saw that recently, and added a bunch of new ones and took some out. Yeah, that's, that's cool. funny. My number two is also Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, nice. high five. Fuck yeah! 
So. Cook a combo breaker. <laughs> <laughs> that shows it means everything to me as far as childhood TV. Um, well, but even yeah. like as an adult, like going and rewatching that, it it holds up. Um, so my number one, uh, this goes back to when I, God when it came out. I was probably like six, maybe seven. Um, but I just I ate it up. GI Joe, a real American uh. hero. That is my number one childhood wow. TV. Nice. G.I. Joe. Uh, between, you know, well, it was all gifted because I was a kid. I didn't have a job. So I it was gifted so much G.I. Joe shit. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I watched every episode multiple times. I've it's, it's one of the only cartoons that I have on disc. I have the box set. Um, uh, I, I fucking loved that show. Um, That's and awesome. It... it it doesn't quite hold up, uh, except maybe with some things in my system, it it, it holds up. But, but just nostalgia uh, purposes, absolutely, like, it still holds up for you. Absolutely, and I and I still I still love it. Uh, the greatest the greatest thing about it is that it gave birth to the parody GI Joe PSAs that you can find on YouTube. Oh uh, pork pork <laughs> chop sandwiches, yes, body massage machine. Go uh, find those if you were a GI Joe fan as a kid and laugh your ass off because they're. Not only absurdist humor, but they're also great parodies. So, um, G.I. Joe, number one. Knowing is half the battle. Um, the other half is violence. <laughs> I was... Um, Unbridled violence. My number one, which I thought would be Brian's, but I was, I'm actually... I guess he was... Older? G.I. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm older. Well, no. Yeah, when my, he said six or seven, I was like, well, it's definitely not the same fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my number one is The Simpsons. Nice. Huh. Because I... I mean, shit, I've been watching that show... It came out yeah. in what eighty nine. I was born in eighty eight, so my yeah. entire life, more mm-hmm. or less. Wow. And I mean, it, it's The Simpsons. What else can you say? I would watch it with my family when I was growing up. You know, it was just one of the shows that my we watched together. I didn't, we didn't really do that a whole lot. Yeah, and um, that was the that was one of the ones that you know that we all got to sit down and watch. And yeah, I. That one fell through the cracks for me. Yeah. Honestly, um, I didn't even think about it. Um, but I would definitely say that that's probably on my childhood TV list it, somewhere because I watched the shit out of that when I was a kid. But maybe I didn't think of it because I fell out so hard when I got older. Especially because it was the first, you know, ten years of my life when I was watching mm-hmm. it. And that was mm-hmm. the great the the golden era. We used to we used to watch it on a tiny little TV in our kitchen that while we were eating dinner. Yeah. Because the same hour that we would be sitting down to eat dinner was the the Simpsons like in reruns or whatever on on whatever channel. And the Who Shot Mr. Burns? Oh I remember God. all yeah. of us yeah. like waiting to see it. Uh, I remember that <laughs> summer pop, specifically. The show was such a pop culture uh, nexus, you know. Uh, yeah. My 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 not including that on this list does not mean that I do not love that show. Oh, I know um, you it love is it. more. Yeah. It is more that I consider that not a kids' show, not not a childhood TV show for me. Right, right, that was right. more of just a sitcom, and I did watch yeah. a fuckload of sitcoms as a kid. I mean, I was all about Night Court. Uh, I was all <laughs> about you know uh, Seinfeld and Friends. Yeah. And I, was, I watched so many sitcoms when I was a kid. Uh, you know, Golden Girls. You know, I, I watched that too with my with my family. But uh, I consider that more of just like a nighttime show that I would watch with my family instead of like an actual kids show. But childhood, TV. but right. I do fucking oh fuck of the first nine seasons of Simpsons are some of the greatest television ever written. So absolutely, uh, Rob. I think you and I have the same number one. <laughs> Shocking, um, no one. 
Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys should go, go with it. <laughs> do you want to do it on three? Yeah, sure. One, two, three. Power Mighty Rangers. Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> uh, my love for the... I remember coming home from... Uh, I don't know if it was daycare. It had to be daycare because it debuted in the summertime. Oh, I don't know that I would have started preschool that early in the summer. Um, my cousins, Samantha and Paul, were at my grandparents' house. They told me about a show that they saw. And the next time it aired, I watched it. And it completely took over my entire life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I almost joined karate because of it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was this close to joining a um, uh, a strip mall karate school because of it. Uh, and I the only reason I didn't do that was because I realized everybody didn't wear socks or shoes and I was out. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you have to be okay with athlete's foot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, they, everybody's sweaty feet oh, were on ugh, the same ugh, gross ugh, mat. Ugh. And I was like, I'm out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, otherwise... Power Rangers fucking 100%. I had multiple birthday parties that were themed that. Um, they were at some sort of monster jam thing when I was younger, and we were all set to go for it. My mom was just waiting on my uncle's girlfriend to bring directions because we didn't have the internet to fucking get there um, <laughs> at the time. So I was dressed up. I had a Power Rangers t-shirt on with a bunch of Power Rangers stickers, um, uh, and they were like on my shoes and on my pants. And my socks were Power Rangers, and the lady didn't come through till like eight thirty at night with the directions, and we didn't go. Uh, massive, massive fucking disappointment because I thought they were the real Power Rangers uh, that were going to uh, be nope. there, and that's why um, you're a villain today. Yeah, and that's why I enjoy uh, the bad guys yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> I I will never forget the day she came through the fucking door. I got the directions, and my mom was like, "We're not going." <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm broken. And that's why I decided to remove the cherries from inside the cherry cordials and replace them with mayonnaise to set the world on fire. Oh the Simpsons did it. Oh man, yeah, I I loved Power Rangers as a kid. Um, recently, just watched the Toys That Made Us episode based on yes. Power Rangers, oh, and it God. was such a trip down nostalgia lane. Yeah, like holy crap, the the sheer amount of toys that I owned. The, Dude, the, I have a box the, right now in my mom's attic full of them. Same. Like, full. Uh, the, just the, the the toys, the the morphers that you could buy separately, like the Halloween costumes that I owned that I would constantly mm-hmm. wear all the time. My I So the one year uh, my mom made me a Green Ranger costume, and it looked great good it wasn't great my cousin and i went as the green and pink ranger um and then the following year when i was in kindergarten was when the movie came out and she made me the white ranger ninjetti costume nice and it looked way better than anything you bought off the shelf um it's fucking killer it looks so fucking good i have pictures of it of me in it and i thought i was tommy (laughs) Like, I legit thought that I was him channeling that energy all day long, the do-gooder in me. So, it's really, a lot of things make more sense now, now that I'm hearing this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, um, and hey, uh, the the next movie that they're going to do looks like it's going to be set in the 90s, so it's going to be more along the lines of the TV show. 
Oh, that's cool. I didn't even hear that, but that's yeah, I cool. Yeah, it was an article I saw pop up a couple days ago. Yeah. It's morphin' time! <laughs> and then just fucking guitar shreds. Right. <laughs> so going back to the Facebook comments, Jason made his top five childhood TV lists. He got WWF All-American Wrestling on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on USA, hosted oh, wow. by The Brain and Mean Gene. Oh, wow. Uh, nice. Number four is DuckTales. Mm. Number three is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Number nice. two Solid. is G.I. Joe. Hey. And number one is Cops. Oh, wow. <laughs> I remember Cops. Yeah, the oh, animated wow. series. Yeah, that, Holy that show was nuts. Dude, there was a character named, named BP Vess. He was like, I think, the leader, <laughs> and he had like guns that came out of his chest. And he had yep. a bulletproof vest on topic, and they had the they had the coolest fucking helicopter. Oh, yeah, that's Jason again. had all of those action figures and growing they, up. I, I had a couple of them, and they used actual like cap gun caps to mm-hmm. like in the figure, so that oh man, that show was nuts, and the and the, and the toy <laughs> the awesome. toys were nuts too. He owns the entire series on DVD. Oh wow, that's great. All right, so moving on, let's go to the MCU films. But before we get to that, let's hear from Joe for his top five MCU movies. Hi, guys. My name is Joe O'Connor. I write reviews for Pop Cannon on the web, and these are my top five Marvel Cinematic Universe entries. Uh, first, I want to send an honorable mention to Netflix's Daredevil Season 3, created by Drew Goddard with Eric Olson as the showrunner. Uh, number five, The Avengers, directed by Joss Whedon. Number four, Iron Man, directed by John Favreau. Number three, Black Panther, directed by Ryan Coogler. Two, Avengers Endgame, directed by Anthony and Joe Russo. And number one, Captain America Civil War, directed by Anthony and Joe Russo. Thanks, guys. Happy New Year. Thanks, Joe. That's a great list. A little bit of controversy there at the end. (laughs) Let's see how that all works out. (laughs) So, um... So we we originally did this list back in 2016 when we did our first Christmas list episode, but there have been 50 fucking films since then, um, <laughs> basically, <laughs> including one of including the highest grossing film of all time. So uh, so yeah, so here are our updated MCU lists. Um, so my number five uh, is actually my I believe it was my number three from uh, three years ago, Captain America: Civil War. Nice. Andrew? Um, my number five is uh, where it all started, Iron Man, the first nice. one. Nice. Interesting. Hey, you still have yeah, that as just... in the top five. Fascinating. Yeah, it was, it, it's probably just more a nostalgia thing, and it was hey, just the time. Look, it's a great fucking movie, out, you know? So, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it just, it was the kickoff for all yeah. this. It just means a lot to me. So, I'm of two minds about this, and this is the argument we had basically last time, mm-hmm. which was, I have a hard time putting the Avengers quote-unquote team-up movies within this list. Um, but if you guys all did that, which I'm assuming you yeah. did. I, yeah, yeah, I did. Okay, I'll go with my amended list that includes the Avengers films. Okay. So, number five for me, then, is Black Panther. Nice. nice. Okay. Yeah, I'll just say like uh, in my in my previous list, I had like Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron uh, were my four and five. They are not in this list. Yeah, so while I love them and they're great films, there have been better films since then. So um, my list hasn't altered that much. 
Hmm. Wow. But number five for me is Avengers Endgame. Okay. So uh, my number four, um, you know, this actually fell down a few spots. Uh, It was my number two three years ago was Guardians of the Galaxy. But I have to amend it because now, you know, much like when we were talking about Pixar movies, I watched this as a double feature. Uh, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 straight through. Uh, And it's fucking awesome doing that, by the way. Nice. Um, Because they only take place a couple months apart. Um, So, yeah, that's my number four is Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It was a toss-up between Black Panther and Doctor Strange. Okay. I just... I mean, Black Panther, I, I love it. It's a fantastic movie. Doctor Strange was so visually stunning. My number four is Captain America Civil War. That's my number four as well. Nice. What? So, Civil War. Uh, basically, Avengers 2.5. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Accurate. Accurate. Yeah. Um, my number three is... Uh, so, this is where it started to get hard for me. Is like, wh- wh- what do I put in the top three? Um is Spider-Man Homecoming. I nice. I love Homecoming so much. It's just... And that's not to take away from Far From Home um, or really any of the other movies that I left off this list. Like, But I, Spider-Man is my favorite Marvel, uh, Marvel superhero. And Homecoming, to me, is just such a fucking perfect movie. A perfect Spider-Man movie. A perfect MCU movie. I just... I fucking love it on so many levels. So that's my number three. Oh, that is also my number three, Rob. Hey, <laughs> high five! Nice. Yeah. Uh, number three for me is Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Ooh, Ooh, nice. Ooh, it moved down from your number one spot. It had to, because <laughs> it, it, in my in my list where there are no Avengers films, it's number one. Okay, fair enough. Um, but having to include them, right. it is number three. Right. Nice. Uh, my number three is Guardians of the Galaxy, the first nice. one. Brian, you're number two. Now, uh, my number two MCU movie is my number one from three years ago, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Um, nice. It still fucking holds up. It still just fires on all cylinders. It's uh, such a good fucking movie. It yeah. really is. It just really is. Um, but yeah, it just had to move down. So, Winter Soldier is also my number two. Hey, hey, hey high five. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, this one was tough between that and Civil War. Like, I'm actually... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm pulling this out on the fly right now that I'm picking Winter Soldier over over Civil War. Number two for me is Endgame. <gasps> okay, nice. What? Um, number two for me is Infinity War. Oh wow! Ooh. Uh, oh wow! Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Loved the way that that movie ended. I thought mm-hmm. it was probably the perfect ending for any Avengers movie. My number one. Uh, it's again because I I consider these just a double feature um, is Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. I, I cannot differentiate between those two. They, they just go boom, boom right together. I I can't, there's no way I can put any of the other films ahead of these, the, this double feature. Just it's, it's fucking perfect. It just is. I, I can't, I don't know where the MC goes. MCU goes now. I mean, obviously we know what's coming up, but, um, it, it's it's such a, a cap, if you will, uh, mm. to uh, to ten years. You know, um, yeah. Uh, my number one is Endgame. 
because nice. like you said it's the culmination of 10 years it's it's a third of my life number one for me is infinity war nice right yeah on. nice uh i love that it appeared as though the bad guy won mm-hmm. i'll never forget the reaction in the theater of yeah. people uh basically openly weeping yeah. so um <laughs> which also happened at the end of Endgame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but for different reasons um similar reasons but not the, exactly the same right um and if you want to hear our full thoughts on infinity war go all the way back to episode one my number one is captain america the winter soldier um nice. that was my number one fuck yeah basically yeah, since i saw it um yeah. like Endgame and infinity war are their own giant scale thing winter soldier also feels like that to me um, and yet somehow on a smaller scale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it takes place almost entirely in D.C. and a little bit in New Jersey, you know. But the the whole, uh, like, thriller spy element to it yeah. really puts it over for me. Absolutely. Um, I'm not 100% sure if anything else can top it. So uh, MCU was, like, the most popular response that we got. Yeah. yeah um, shocking. So I'm going to run through... A couple people's lists. So this is from the Nomcast. Um, they put number five as Avengers. Number four is Infinity War. Number three is Iron Man. Number two is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. And their number one is Guardians of the Galaxy. Hmm. That's an interesting okay. list. We also got uh, a top five list from three fat nerds pod. Uh, I love it. So it's number five is Black Panther. Number four is Guardians of the Galaxy. Number three is Thor Ragnarok. Number mm. two is Infinity War. And number one is Endgame. I don't know how you put I don't know. Ragnarok yeah. up yeah. there without Winter Same. Soldier. I mean, oh yeah. Same. Ragnarok, Ragnarok is my favorite of the Thors, but still not top five. Like... And then finally, friends of the podcast, Ghosts of the Stratosphere sent in their top five MCU list, which is Thor Ragnarok at number five, Infinity War at number four, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 at number three, Guardians of the Galaxy at number two, and Endgame at number one. Oh, God. Okay. Fascinating. I, I, look, I, Ragnarok is my favorite of the Thor movies. I just don't know how you put it in the top five, <laughs> but okay. Okay. I'm like having a visceral reaction to that. <laughs> Jumping from MCU, let's get into our top five Christmas songs. Hooray. Want to just read five to yeah, one? Yeah, we'll just read five right. to one. Brian. All right. Uh, uh, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. Uh, White Christmas, um, either by Bing Crosby and the Drifters. Uh, Carol of the Bells, either by Mannheim Steamroller or Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Nice. Um the entire Charlie Brown Christmas vol- uh, album by Vince Guaraldi Trio, because that entire thing I have to listen to. Uh, and then finally, The Christmas Song, uh, sung by Nat King Cole. Nice. Hmm. Andrew? Um, my number five, I've got uh, Silver and Gold. I don't remember the iteration I heard when I was a kid, but it's it's not the one from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, but <laughs> it just makes me think of Christmas. I, I personally don't really care for Christmas anymore. I hate Christmas music, but these are the songs that actually make me feel like a kid again. So, um, uh, number four, I have Christmas Time is Here by the Vince Guaraldi Trio, the instrumental version. Um, the You're a Mean One, 
Mr. Grinch is number three. Um, the Hawaiian, a Hawaiian Christmas. I like that song a lot. Is number two. The Melekaliki Maka is the thing to say <laughs> on this bright Hawaiian Christmas day. Boom, boom, boom. And then number one, I fucking, I don't know. Jingle bells. I don't like fucking Christmas music, so. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Fucking Grinch. Fucking full, full blown heel turn on that yeah. one. Um, I have You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch nice. by Thurl Ravenscroft at number five. Number four, Christmas at Our House by Lou Monty, mm. uh, Italian legend. Um, number three, This Christmas by Donny Hathaway. Number two, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. And number one, the only Christmas song that's ever mattered to me in my entire life, Holly Jolly Christmas by Burl Ives. Uh-oh. There we go. Nice. I like it. Um, mine, number five, is Your Mean One, Mr. Grinch by Thurl Ravenscroft. Nice. nice. Um, number four, It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas by Perry Como and the Fontaine Sisters. Number uh-huh. three is The Christmas Waltz by Frank Sinatra. Number two is Holly Jolly Christmas by Burl Ives. Nice. And number Perfect. one is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, specifically by Ingrid Michaelson. Oh, you know what? No, put that as my number one, too. Yep. <laughs> I, 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 I love those songs. And like Andrew said, it makes me feel like a kid again every time I listen to them. So Jason threw out on our Facebook his Christmas songs. He's got uh, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC. Uh, <laughs> God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen by the Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, Step Into Christmas by Elton John. This Christmas by Donny Hathaway. And nice. uh, Ribbons and Bows by Casey Musgraves. Nice. So, a lot of good. So, uh, I like how different our Christmas music selection was. Oh, and how about Crabs for Christmas? Anybody, <laughs> you guys ever heard that? Nope. Sung in a. Uh, sung in a how can I how can I avoid crabs for Christmas? Is really what it's I'm sung in an extremely thick Baltimore accent. So yeah, uh, okay. so that's been our Christmas lists episode, guys. So uh, for Pop Cannon, this has been episode thirty. I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. I'm Andrew. And I'm Brian. And uh, happy holidays, everybody. I hope everyone has a good, you know, rest of the year, rest of the decade. We we wish you a Merry Christmas. We do wish yeah. you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs> One and a two and a... <laughs>
you can follow us all individually as well. I, Robert, am on the Twitter and the Instagram machine at Yesball. Jordan can be found at JL24FPS. On Twitter, Andrew goes by at flavored underscore red. But on Instagram, he's known as at Android Skeleton. And following Brian isn't impossible. I just sure hope you have a top hat enchanted with ancient magic. Rumor has it, Brian was hanging out with all the neighborhood children just this afternoon, running here and there, all around the town square, really. And he was commanding that they follow him. Some say they were playing tag. But in any event, Brian, being in Maryland and all, the temperature went up a bit and he sort of disappeared again. But he swore a vow to one of his newly made friends that he would be back again on Christmas Day if they didn't cry. And so ends the year 2019 for Pop Cannon, and we were stoked about it. Honestly, probably our best year since deciding to start a podcast. But we only have you to thank for it. So keep listening, and we'll keep churning out episodes. Have a safe and wonderful holiday, and a happy new year too. Next time you hear from us, we'll be talking about HBO's Watchmen. <laughs>